This is Bo Buchanan with Arizona Lodge Number 2, and I'm here speaking on the level with James Newman. James, I usually start out asking people to tell me your your full name, the name of your home blue lodge, and any offices or titles you might have connected to that lodge. Okay. My full name is James Chris Newman II. Uh, my home lodge is PVST 29 here in Paradise Valley, and uh, I do not have any titles at this point in time. And we just uh, sat through the stated meeting of PVST. This is my first visit here. Just met you tonight. And uh, one of the first things I, I ask, you're a fairly new mason. You said you were uh, raised two weeks ago, which is kind of neat. So mm -hmm. the first thing I usually ask is, when did you first find out about this thing called Freemasonry? Uh, for me, my grandfather is a 32nd degree mason. His father was a mason. His grandfather was a mason. And his great-grandfather mason so uh that makes you fourth gen fifth gen uh i believe fourth generation okay i have masonic papers that i just received from my grandfather that are dated back to 1866 cool so 150 years old and you have his papers i have the papers wow, i have oh you have get them. those framed hey, oh they're framed they're hanging in my house oh neat. um i do so for me personally there's an extensive family history in masonry um that just felt as if I needed to continue. So how did you end up here at PBST? Um, I got on the internet and I found the lodge. My grandfather was very traditional and very old school. He did not tell me anything about masonry. <laughs> I mean nothing. I love it. I asked him about masonry multiple times as a child and he kind of nodded and said yes that's my ring and that was about it there was nothing beyond that so um, the journey was something that I 100% had to do on my own so I got on the internet I found a lodge that was close to my house I found an evening that I was able to come in uh, meet with the other brothers and um, just continued from there so you found that you you heard about it as a very young young child probably when is it that you first started seeking it out um, I've had this conversation with some of the other brothers. So for me personally, I'm somebody who's very interested in esoteric knowledge, um, in kind of ancient rituals, beliefs, uh, our history, just as mankind in general. So uh, I was into books of that kind. Uh, I was looking online at morals and dogma, things like that, long before I ever even made my way to the lodge. Um, and in doing so, have always had that spark, I guess you could say, that was kind of driving me forward, seeking more light in this world. So you were, what I like to say, I say about myself, is I was a mason before I even knew it. You know, it's, it's funny you say that. <laughs> uh, Worshipful Mustafa said the exact same thing to me. I've had a couple of the brothers who have said that to me as I've come up through this journey. Uh, I progressed through all three degrees in three months. Um, I went through very quickly, and I gave everyone my word when I came on that, you know, I will get this degree work done as quickly as, you're, as you can dish it out to me, which is exactly what I did. Uh, and I had multiple brothers that said that exact same thing. You, some men, I guess, come that are want to become Masons, and others already are Masons that just kind of want to complete that journey. And, and I've been told that. I, I don't know. I have a, so when, I'm still learning. So. so when did you first come to this lodge? How long ago was it? That was in April. Um, and at the time, my grandfather, who is a 62-year Mason, I believe, um, had not been active down here in Arizona. His uh, home lodge was in Colorado. Um, and so he needed to affiliate. I did not know any Masons here locally. So 
with the laws and regulations here, I needed to wait six months. So I was on a, a six-month hold in which time I continued. So you came in April, you did your six months. Yep, and then in October, I got my first degree. Okay. Um, so you started, so really, you you, you came in guns ablaze in April, boom, you started the process right away and just kept going until you were finished and came in. So the, yeah. the time period, once you decided to join, so before April, you were still kind of searching and not really sure what was going on, and then April, all of a sudden, you just got something motivated you and you, you came in. I think it was just the time of my life. Um, I'm married with a couple of children now. It just, it was the right time. You know, sometimes we... We have to get our ducks in a row, so to speak, and, and make sure that our life's journey is where it needs to be in a stable place before you can go on to these kind of endeavors. Right. So for me personally, uh, I needed to, to spend some time kind of finding myself and, and understanding where I stood before I was ready to take this journey. Um, and the timing was right. And then, as you said, yes, guns were blazing, and I came right in and, and as quickly as I could completed the process. And how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I am 30. I'll be 31 next month. Okay, so still relatively young in the world of masonry. Yes. Um, any? Did you have any friends, other than your family, did you have any friends that were masons? No. No? No, nothing. And uh, one of the things we, we uh, say about masonry is you join, you already said it, you join because of the brotherhood, you make friends. Um, is there any, even though it's been a short time for you, is there anybody that really stands out, has really uh, held the light ahead for you and been a good example for you? Uh, well, my grandfather, of course, um, initially, and then uh, Worshipful Master Mustafa. Um, there's something about his charisma. Obviously, he's a teacher in his personal life, but uh, I like the way that he conducts himself. He has a passion that he brings forth in Lodge, that he brings forth out of Lodge when he talks to individuals, um, and I find that inspiring. I, myself, in, I feel it can be passionate as well. I like to really put my heart and soul into things that I do, and I see that with him, and I respect that from him, so uh, I would definitely say that I look up to him, but there's also been, you know, numerous other brothers, Kirk, who you had mentioned, I believe you spoke to, right. um, John Amadon, some of these guys that have been around for a long time. And they're just, they're walking encyclopedias. And and for somebody like me, who is really interested in this kind of knowledge, it's fantastic to sit down and talk with these guys because they have life experience and Masonic experience that you can't get in any book. So you mentioned uh, your grand, your great-grandfather's papers? Uh, yes. What else, what, one of the things that I've been doing recently is researching my own family history. My grandfather was in the Scottish Rite, and just out of, a, out of Indiana, and uh, on a fluke, I wrote to the Scottish Rite in Indiana to see if they had any information, and boom, I got a picture, a copy of his uh, uh, application, everything. They were ph phenomenal. Is there any, have you done any of that kind of family research on yours, or have you got anything more interesting tidbits about your family since you started this journey? Um... I haven't personally got the opportunity to kind of do my own independent research. I've got what, what I have received, um, which were those Masonic papers. Uh, the ring that I'm wearing this evening was given to me, and I believe this ring was also worn by my great-great-great-great-grandfather. Oh, wow. Somewhere around 150 years old. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's very special. So it's something I've only worn to Lodge. I'm not wearing it every day. I'm actually looking for an additional ring to wear, kind of as a working ring, just because there's so much value to it. There's, there's no price tag you put on something like that. I heard you mention in there uh, something that your lodge recently did. You guys did a uh, uh, feed the homeless or something. Tell me a little bit about that event. It sounded like that meant a lot to you. Um, I, I like charity work, um, and I also love to cook. So for me, it was a great opportunity for, 
take two passions and put them together. We had done some raffles, and I had recently spoke to the Worshipful Master and some of the other brothers. Uh, I, I think we kind of had a, a backwards opinion on how we were doing the raffles. We were initially doing them for a, a bow, if you was the, the prize that you would win, right? And we were going out and telling everyone, buy this raffle ticket, you win a bow. And I spoke to some of the brothers. I said, I think we need to reverse our logic. It's not about the bow. We're raising money for charity, and that was always the discussion all along within the lodge. But I feel like somewhere it got lost in translation. And for the profane that are out there, and we're talking to them about what we're doing here with masonry, and let's face it, we're the Illuminati to everybody who doesn't know, right? So, you know, people don't understand what we do here, what's going on. So we we need to sell it as charity. We're not raising money so you can win a bow. We're raising money because we're going to take the profits and we're going to put it towards something truly good. Um, and so that's what we did this time. We had a, a raffle recently. We took the proceeds that we made over the cost of the prize and we went out and we bought enough food to feed about 300 people uh, at the Christian Rescue Mission. And then a group of us got together on a Saturday morning. We went down and we cooked hamburgers and grilled up a bunch of stuff for them for the day. And it was one of the most rewarding experiences I've had. It was it was fantastic. and. It was a great way not only to have the brotherhood and everything there to give back to the community, but also show people what we as Masons are about. It's not just um, some secret fraternity. We, we want to help out. We want to do good. Um, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why you see Masonry stick around is because I heard you mention in there about that event, and then the worshipful said, well, maybe we could do this quarterly. And that's what happens in Masonry. Those things build. We build on each other's uh, experiences, and, and we take those things, and, the, and those kind of programs end up lasting a very long time. I agree, yeah. And, and you know, it, it's great, too. And, and like I said to them, <coughs> we documented it uh, exceptionally well this last time, too. So when the next time we have a raffle and we go around and we say, hey, would you like to buy this raffle ticket for a prize? And, you know, like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. You say, well, it's not for the prize. And then you can pull out your cell phone and go, look at this line of 300 people that we fed last time. So your money's not going to the prize. That's that's a bonus. That's, right, that, that's, right. that's the cherry on top. You're really just donating to do something good. And people enjoy that of, of all walks of life. You know, people want to give back. And a lot of people don't have time with the economy and the way things are and jobs and the world moves a lot faster than it did along, you know, 50 years ago. So finding the time to do that, it maybe isn't in the cards for everyone, but to throw out $10 and say, hey, you know what, sure, why not? And then you can see where it went. Um, and, and being transparent is huge, you know. Right. Obviously, there's a lot of secrecy within masonry, but we can be transparent with what we're doing here and showing people that we're doing charity work, we're doing excellent things within the community, and, you know, within ourselves. We're growing as individuals to be better people. So, and that's one of the things we talk about, Freemasonry takes good men and makes them better, right? And that's kind of what we're about. Mm-hmm. What, what do you see, I guess this is a two-part question, what do you see as the future of Freemasonry for you, one, from a personal growth level, and two, from what are you interested in doing? Well, on a personal growth level, I think it's never-ending. Um, as I said, my uh, interest in the esoteric and knowledge and wisdom is something that will never go away. And uh, as my grandfather would often say, you can spend your whole life, you know, studying masonry and you will never learn it all. Um, and, and that's one of the things that's so great about it. We're really taking something that is so complex and there are so many layers too that you can just peel back page after page. And, and you see it too in, in modern day movies and television. Uh, I watched an episode of The Walking Dead just recently which everybody likes this show, and it was a completely Masonic episode. I love it. What episode? I love that show. I've seen every single episode. The one with uh, Eastman and Morgan. 
when Morgan goes out and, and Morgan's lost in life and he's in a cage with, with Eastman, right? Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And the door's open all along. All Morgan has to do is walk through it. And where does he get his guidance? From a man named Eastman. So the man in the East gives Morgan the wisdom he needs after he's willing to walk out the cage. <laughs> I totally missed that. Is it not a completely Masonic episode? <laughs> I totally missed that. It is a completely Masonic. And, and so for me, I, I mean, maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. But I, I draw these parallels. I'm going, okay, so here you have a man who has to walk through the door. It was open all along. He took the first step. He seeks he guidance. Had to choose. Yep, yep. He had to choose. He seeks guidance from the man in the East, yep. which we as Masons do. He, he goes through this, this journey, and then after it, what does he just he, That all life is precious, and that everything, it changes his whole mentality, and his character changes on this wow, show. Oh, I'm going to have to go watch that episode again. You watch it again, and then come back to me. We'll talk about it. <laughs> and, tell me, and tell me if you don't see these Masonic parallels. But, okay. it, but again, to me, this is, it's amazing because I'm going, you know, 90% of the population loves this show. And 90% didn't get that. You're a Mason. And it, 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 and it went right over here. Yeah. And, but I've talked to about it with a couple of brothers that watched this show, and they went, you know what? You're right. Like, I see these parallels. Well, you so say that I see so it. In, in a lot of ways, it's right there in front of us. We just have to have the eyes to see. Um, and on the second part of that question, I guess, what are you, what are you interested in doing in Freemasonry? What are you excited about? And what do you... You know, I, I don't know that I can necessarily give a firm answer on that right now. I, I love the charity work. Um, I love the personal growth. I love the friendships that I'm gaining. Um, you don't I, really know what's I, out there yet. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, it's still very new to me, and uh, I'm somebody with a big thirst for knowledge. So, well, I it, can tell you personally that I, 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 the first thing I did was go through the Scottish Rite. You've got a lot of strong Scottish Rite guys in, in your lives, including John Amadon and Ray, and mm -hmm. I don't remember who else is. Um, and, and that's really about now, so it's a good place to start. Yeah, I, I absolutely want to go to the high degrees. Um, it's, it's on my list. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. when? So just uh, working my way through, and uh, when the time is right, I most certainly will, will proceed with those. Any closing thoughts or anything else you want to say? Um, seek more light. You know, that's what it's all about. Just, just don't give up. Don't be satisfied with just, you know, the everyday mundane. Ask questions and, and keep moving forward. That's what I do, and I, I would hope that others that listen to this are inspired to do the same. All right. Thanks for talking to me today. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Thank you.